BSing with Sean K podcast. I'm your host Sean Nice. This is episode 84, and on this show, I talk with people who live outside the box and are pursuing uh, their creative, artistic passions, or not necessarily creative, but living outside the box in one way or another. And you know, you know, like I've had a lot of activists, uh, bloggers too, and. And I have long-form conversations and interviews with them. For this episode, this is episode 84, like I said, I'm going to play a conversation I have with Melanie Beck, who's an actress. She's been on Saturday Night Live. She was uh, in one episode of Saturday Night Live for season uh, 41, episode 10. She was also on The Marvelous Miss Maisel. For episode 208 is Nancy and she's been on ID Discovery and she's also done shows at the Lake Dillon Theater Company uh, Warner Theater uh, Hangar Theater and the Lucille Lortel Theater and she's been she's done concerts uh, like at, such as the Songbook Series at Lincoln Center and Godspell at 54 below. And she also teaches acting, and she's really into spirituality and meditation. And we met working on a set together a while back, a TV set. Uh, And it was a really good conversation we got into, so here it is. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Very good. I think, uh, yeah, the last time I, I, uh, like, talked to you, like, face-to-face, I think it was that set of that show, right? The, what was it? Uh, Bull. Bull, that was the show, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been, I haven't been doing as much uh, background because I'm doing, like, a call center shop around here, yeah. Well, that's cool, too, yeah. It takes a lot of time and, like, availability for some of those jobs. Yeah, and then, like, it's, like, the train and everything with, like, well, it's, like, super long, like, 14, and then, like, the next day it could be, like, super early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking, like, for more roles now, or are you doing backgrounds still, too? Like, I haven't been doing as much background work, um, but I've been uh, slowly, but steadily looking for kind of more more featured TV film work even if it's like less of it's usually non-union um, you know shows or projects or episodes but kind of been going that route more so recently but I, I think there's a lot to be gained from the background work too it's also really hot now, so I also oh, yeah. get like, oh, I don't know the background work, and you never know what your holding space is going to be or be like, and I don't know. It takes a lot of stamina as it is, so with the heat. Oh, yeah, and like the, 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 all the exteriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same way like when it's super cold and 
stuff totally. too. Yeah, yeah. I tried to do a like commercial. Uh, last one I did was like a commercial. That's usually like a lot more pay. Where I played a bass player, so that was oh, like a little cool. more featured for an Azurian commercial. And that was that's like, awesome. yeah. And that's like that was like two twenty five, and then like another commercial that's like three hundred. I mean that's good for like non union. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. And uh, what got you in? Actually, I think when I first met you, you were. Well, you said you've been doing acting a while, or like you were just starting to. I think I remember you said like you were starting to like pursue it more then, right? Like because that was the first like background gig you did. Yes, yes. Um, I like was new to background work until about a year ago, um, but I had been pursuing uh, acting for years and years and years prior. But yeah, when we met, that was kind of one of my first background experiences, which is very an, a very interesting experience. All right, and, and I know. So, like, you started. How did you get into acting and like? everything you're interested in like you started with uh theater yeah yeah for me um i think the community of like-minded kids that i met in choir is actually like the the real seed um i had this choir teacher who was super happened to just also be really into theater and she was really active in the nearby community theaters. So her, um, the music she would bring into our choir class would be these awesome like theater melodies that my friends and I would just geek out over and I'd go by the soundtrack and just become obsessed. So it was really through choir that I got like a really into singing musical theater music um and then i dabbled into the community theater scene i'm from newtown connecticut so our community theaters were in like danbury and torrington so i started getting really into that and i would drive and my parent with my parents and brothers help they'd drive me like an hour hour plus away to be in these shows and i did tons and got a lot of exposure and met a lot of adults um and so that is really the piece of experience that i think really got me into uh like the introduction of playing roles and like kind of loving the attention you're getting when you're playing a role meeting other like very um you know, fluid-minded and creative adults who, like, I was just totally enamored with so many of the adult, adults in particular that I met in those shows. I was just a teenager. So that's really what made me love the experience. And just uh, I was so blessed to have parents that when I said, I think I want to really go for this in uh, an undergraduate setting, they supported me which is like a really special thing too because not everyone might get that so so you like uh and what you enjoy the most is uh, i guess like the people you met in like the community of it like what like what do you enjoy like the most about i guess like being on stage mm. i think i i found it as a way i can really express myself both like on stage and then off stage too i think found people very warm and funny and I found myself being accepted by 
these this like community of actors that kind of all all did the nearby Connecticut community theater scene so I think it really served me in both ways I loved like the spontaneity and the rush of uh, performing in front of people and making them laugh or laughing with the other uh being playful even if it was a comedic or dramatic way with the other actors on stage but then I also loved how that carried off stage too as someone with kind of like a limited social experience up to then that like made my mind explode was like the beauty of those friendships and how much more playful they could be and how much more fun you could have so it really served me particularly both on and off and you said uh well i'm looking at your website you said like lame is uh was like the show that inspired you (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So in addition to like kind of getting a lot of inspiration from my high school choir teacher and community theater, I also had parents that were super uh, obsessed and raised on classic movie musicals and then the big musicals of the 1980s, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera. Um, particularly Les Mis, um, my parents saw and they just said they were so moved. I think they had seen it four or five times and they took me even as a really young little girl, um, cause they were so moved by it. And so that was kind of the music playing in the background of my family days as well, where it's like these really dramatic scores and songs that. Um, certainly I wouldn't say Lamez music is like, you know, an easy listen to. It's like super intense and people very heartfelt and very moving. So, and that like felt really normal to me, like having this soliloquy, this man singing this soliloquy and that be our background music and also being very moved in the moment and like publicly and just letting that come through you. And that was like very common for me even though it, it might not be for other people so so do you like uh being able to sing on stage the most like not rather than you know just more active is that your favorite thing you mm. i think i like them both equally i'm a little more self-aware when i'm singing i find it harder to like just let go and let the work and preparation you've done take hold and be in the moment, um, which is something I'm really trying to work on. And I guess I probably have that same issue in a straight play, you know, something that's um, just a, a straight theater piece without any singing. I think I like them equally. I don't... I... I think I get a lot out of both and I have the best experiences just when I'm letting go and whether I'm singing or or acting uh, so like when it's when it's a combination both oh. yeah yeah that's powerful like when you're in a really good musical um I people will have different opinions. I think Lamez is a beautiful musical. You get to really dive in. You're singing, and the this like the singing is there's no talking, so 
your singing is solely responsible for embodying these characters and their huge struggles as, uh, um, in a myriad of ways, the range that you have to, you're responsible for capturing is huge. So that's so challenging and I think so exciting. So yeah, that's a really great point. Like a musical that is really rooted at its base in, in the compelling nature of the story you're telling. It's like such a great story first. Ah, uh, that's so powerful. Powerful to watch, powerful to be in. And what, what, uh, so like, what have you been doing recently? Like, what, mm-hmm. what, uh, project, and what projects do you have, like, in the future? Yeah. Well, later this summer, in August, I'm gonna go up to a theater in New Hampshire called the Barnstormers Theater. It's gonna be the first time I've worked there, and I'm doing a play called Things My Mother Taught Me. Um, and that should be really fun. Never worked at this theater before. I've never been in this play before. It's contemporary, kind of a farce-like quality to it. Um, the recipe of like, kind of a barefoot in the park, a young couple, and then some like older characters, mm-hmm. um, and their interaction with those characters who happen in it. In this play, it happens to be both sets of their parents, like, coming to stay with them. Um, and chaos ensues, and and the, it affects, in good and challenging ways, the younger couple's relationship. So that'll be really fun to do. Um, and then prior, um, I've been kind of doing a mix of everything. Um, I've gone in for a commercial recently um and nymph which is the new york musical theater festival show recently uh, um and then actors access is so great so i really try and garner as much film tv experience i can from that site so um i have a call back on monday for one of the id discovery shows so it's like a nice mix of everything but every day is kind of a exploration of like what opportunities can I get for myself in Actors Access or BroadwayWorld.com or all those sites um, are really important to like keep up to date with them and and be responsible for garnering those opportunities through the submissions. Or, um, so like a mix of the um, auditionings, but also like all this prep work of making the time to sit down and submit for all these things. Otherwise I wouldn't get the appointment. So that's like an interesting piece. And I'm sure you might experience that too as well. Well, like applying a lot. Like yeah, yeah. 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 I, w- I wonder if like that makes it like, cause like it used to be like you had to go in, I guess. To, yeah. That, that almost kind of makes it like, uh, I don't know, with a lot of things, like, submitting, like, digitally to things, I wonder if that makes, like, it, it like, feel more passive, like, in a way. I, I don't know if passive is the word, like, uh... I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, there's this great sense of opportunity from these sites, especially, um, when you're not represented, and right now I'm not represented, um, 
but yeah, I get what you mean. Like sometimes you feel like it goes into this void and just as much as you have this accessibility to submit, you almost feel, can feel just as invisible um, because there's so many people that the mass of people also submitting, I guess is so, I imagine much larger than it used to be. Yeah. Well, it's also like, it kind of like, I guess impersonal because you're not like meeting with the, it's the same like applying to jobs online. It's like the same thing applying to jobs online. You're just kind of like, click, click. You don't have to like go in and it's not, it doesn't feel like as much of an effort. Like really to just like submit, submit, submit. I don't know. (laughs) Totally, totally. It's a really interesting world we're living in. And I feel like the role of the actor is expanding a lot. We're creating our own content. We're creating in different ways. There's like podcasts, web series, you name it, blogs. Um, You can wear so many different hats. And I think that's kind of required of the actor now in like a rhetorical sense um and i'm trying to get on board with that and i'm writing and um playing with the idea of shooting my own short and um i don't know like that would be a totally new world but i want to do it because i i i want to be part of this world and this industry and if that's if we need to create I want to rise to the occasion, uh, like like you have shown with your podcast and stuff. Yeah. It's so great. We, I I think we get to BS. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just create, and I think like not having anyone cast you or you know not be play the role of the actor in the completely like most routine sense, which is like you're hired and you come and you just do your part and then you leave and there's a bunch of other people responsible for all the other things you don't have to think about stepping in and putting creating a situation for yourself where you are responsible for more things than just the acting or it's acting with a piece of something else in it and wearing all those hats is is scary but but really cool like yeah. you just so much more out of it as a person <laughs> it's so, just hard to get like the right people together to like shoot a a yeah. show or like a web series. yeah 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 you have to make sure like they're reliable and they'll stick with it or they'll show up you know totally yeah. totally like really depend getting a taste of real collaboration and the pluses and the downfalls of that I imagine yeah yeah so um I guess, uh, and you said you said you're gonna do that show. This like the, the mothers, which is like <laughs> both their mothers, right? It's, it's both their yeah, mothers. Yeah, well, things mothers. my mother uh, taught yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're also teaching. How's that? How'd you get into that? Teaching, I kind of was lucky enough to fall into a friend of mine was leaving for a cruise ship contract which are pretty long. They're usually between six and 12 months. And she had all these teaching jobs. Um, and she, just for my personality, I guess, I'm pretty warm and engaging. Um, and she just reached out to me and said, would you be interested in taking on these teaching jobs? I think you'd be a really great fit with the kids. 
and this was about middle school age were these projects. And I rose to the occasion and was like, sure, I'm super nervous. And I took on like two or three jobs. Um, one was directing a production of Alice in Wonderland out in Queens. The other was um, like a kind of introductory acting course for kids. And then the next one was ended up being like a the a teacher of a, a musical theater class that culminated in a cabaret performance type thing. So they were all really great different examples of working with kids. Um, so that's how I got my start in it. Yeah, so, so you put on like productions with like yeah. the kids class. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is really great and it's also... It, there's what you mentioned with, you know, wanting to start an artistic venture and the accountability you need from other people. It's the same thing with teaching kids, like just getting them to, <laughs> you know, kind of get day by day or class by class what you need in order to accomplish your show is so interesting and it's so not a straight line. It's kind of like this non, I find to be, in my experience, a non-linear process because they're going to be, have the energy to only do so much certain days. And then other days they have tons of energy. Like I, you kind of have to meet them where they're at. And, um, and yeah, that's such an interesting process. So, um, I guess, like, is there anything you've learned, like, through teaching that you've applied to acting yourself? Oh, yeah. Like, not being, again, like, the letting go mantra um, with working with younger actors or even, like, little, little kids, which I've done, too, Um letting go to whatever I'm married to accomplishing that day is so helpful to my brain and like the reality of the situation. When I was first starting like four or, four or five years ago, really getting into teaching and working with kids, I'd spend hours and hours and hours on lesson plans and why I was going to teach this exercise versus that all typed up and so like, compartmentalized and nice and then I'd be mortified when I'd go in and just with whatever unfolded that day like it would not my lesson plan would just not be followed um, and it probably wasn't what I learned is that's not a bad thing that's really the nature of being in the moment and yeah. like a person or, um, like the the class as a whole has different needs on different days or I can see they're like really not getting something and taking the time to maybe rework how I've been introducing that to them or maybe we approach it a different way or, and also collaborating, making more space for like, what do they think about what, you know, I offered up as a lesson or routine or um, characterization. Like I, I'm now much more, like can ride those waves and not be so like clinging to what I thought we were supposed to get done. 
And I've found that it really pretty much always works out, even when I feel like, oh, God, we've taken so much time to, you know, look over this or that because that's what they said they needed and we didn't get this part done. It almost usually does. And kids love, like, um, they also, like, are really good under pressure. (laughs) Like, if there's something as a class that, we really needed to get done and I expressed that they kind of like get really excited by that too like they're um they're super uh there's just so much potential there and I forget that sometimes I think another thing I've learned and this is how and I promise I'll circle this back to like how it helps me um also as an actor but like there's so much potential within each person. And sometimes as a, my mistake as a teacher is being like, you know, oh, they need to know this and they need to know that. Like, and actually, like, there's so much already existing in us within our own instincts, within um, our first impressions of material, like it, that they don't, it doesn't need so much intellectual explanation. And I think of that for myself, too, as an actor. Like, if I just play a song from, you know, the 60s or a piece of classical music, like, kids, any human being um, is going to go back to places where they've heard that music, a movie where they've heard that music. They'll, the body will already, in the mind, will already start to make connections and there are already ideas there. It doesn't need to be, like, forced down their throat right. of why, like, you know, classical music might be connected to, like, a super stiff characterization or, or something like that. Like, they kind of get all that. So I get out of the way a lot more. And then as an actor, to circle it back to how it helps me, like, that letting go, getting out of my own way, like, is always... <laughs> the answer i can love studying i love feeling like i really understand the motivation of something but if i'm not willing to be completely present and throw all that away i'm gonna block connection um or or the potential of connection so that really uh is the biggest connection so like more uh, intuitive rather than Yeah. yeah yeah And trusting that, like, we're all walking around with these huge intuitive instruments, mind, body, soul, whatever, or or human being. We have these, like, incredible uh, resources within our instrument already that just always help us, like, as especially in the creative process. Yeah, because art's, I guess, more like, like illogical than logical way. Yeah, I think so. I think what appears to be logic, the way I can really understand it, is usually like probably super personal and like illogical. Like this sounds super weird, but in an acting thing, like I had to explore something with this young woman losing her husband. And it helped me, you know, so much more thinking about, um, you know, the relationship with my dad more Mm -hmm. so than, like, a lover or a boyfriend. Like, it sounds strange, but, like, the real 
um, this, it's really just substitution, but like it might at first glance, like sound really strange to somebody, but. So it's like, it's not the exact same situation, but it has the same emotion comes from. Yeah. 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 And it's like illogical, maybe in the sense that a relationship with a husband is a very different one than like a father, but. As an actor, I guess you've got to think of what just really gets your juices flowing. And well, I guess unless you, unless you think of it like a like a like a Freudian thing, like you're looking for a person kind of <laughs> like your dad, or you're looking for someone kind of like your mom. Like yes. I, I think that maybe there is a bit of that, but maybe uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I don't question it. I'm like, yeah. what really moves me? And in in that particular one, I was like, I think the idea of exploring, you know losing my dad and, and stuff like that, like really uh, in my heart and in my mind, like it really made my imagination go much more colorfully than thinking of it in its literal sense, more in context with the, with the script. It's so interesting. Yeah. And I just try and not question it or myself. It's like whatever works for us. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I guess that's like, what acting is like at its core, like being able to feel, yeah. like that, like portray the emotion, like just feel things. Like. Totally, and that's the, to bring it back to teaching again, and to connect it. Like I find so much of what I do with young people is just helping them know that their imagination are like their tools. They're like, and they're that they're good enough. Like their ideas, like what would actually move them in this song or this scene or monologue like is it their the idea of their mom is it the idea of their like crush is it like the abandonment of more so like a best friend what is it that like totally plugs them in and makes them feel like they have permission to like not act it out but really dive into like imagining an aspect of themselves is really experiencing this and like the permission that their ideas, their own, their own way of relating to it is actually like enough. And that's what the work is all about. And sometimes like something works, something's does it. Sometimes you then completely dive in and then you completely throw it away and then just see what happens and see what sticks. It's interesting. Yeah. The, the thing I always wonder is, like, uh, like in certain scenes, like, when they're acting, like, they feel, like, physical pain. Like, I wonder how they mm. pretend to do that. Like, like, it, like if I'm in a scene, somebody's, like, torturing me, how do I do, like, ah! Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. You yeah. know. Did you see, um, what's that great movie? The John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. A oh, quiet. no, I didn't. What was it called? Uh, oh, what's it called? A Quiet Place. A Quiet oh, Place. Oh. Sean, it's a great movie, and there's this great film, or this great sequence within the film with Emily Blunt. Um, she's pregnant, her water is just broke, and then she steps on a nail. And, like, she has to be really quiet, because you can't make any sound in this universe that they're in, this poker post-apocalyptic universe and I am just so obsessed with her performance and her image like all the things she must have been using for like a completely 
physically driven, you know, story. She's pregnant and there's all the pain of the pending pregnancy yeah. and like her her water is broken. All of her body is like going crazy in that way. And then she has this nail in her foot and she can't scream. Yeah. So then like there's the obstacle, there's all of this like stimulus and then there's all this obstacle. Okay. Oh, I can't make any sound. It's just so it's really powerful. She does such an amazing job, and I'm so obsessed with that too. Like yeah, I've even I guess it's just like imagining it, it, like maybe, yeah, 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 like using I think just, so. yeah. She just uses her imagination to like imagine. Totally. What, yeah. Totally, and like not judge it. Like it's gonna like if she needs to whatever she needs to do, whatever we need to do to get there, is I think at the end of the day. But I, I think you're right. I think it's the imagination and letting it go hog wild and not like stifling anything. Yeah, like an intuitive, like you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking. Like uh, with the podcast, I've gone in more like an intuitive direction. Like I used to have a more like structured like, but I, I don't. I decide. I wanted to take it in a more. Now I do it more like. In, you know, in the moment, like listening, and rather than like writing every yeah. you know, thing out ahead of time, like like oh, this is a 1950s talk show, and I have Melanie Beck here today, <laughs> and she is the star of this movie, and you know, yeah, she, yeah. I think that's so I admire that so much. I feel like that's what we start to do when we really trust ourselves. Yeah, and that like the simple I, I aspects listening and listening really well like being open and curious to what you don't know like those are just the the staples that can never lead us wrong yeah, yeah. oh like it like if you trusting your instinct and stuff yeah 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 it's really like a way of life too yeah, yeah. And uh, are there like certain uh, characters you relate to more that you played, or like what what have been like some of your favorite uh, characters to play? And like, are there is there any roles that you really like a dream role you have for the future? Mm. Yeah, I love very interesting characters. There's usually something interesting about them, and not that they're necessarily offbeat. But, like, they, um, the way they see the world, like, I tend to be drawn to characters that are really curious, like, highly, um, sensitive, um, and, like, see the world in a very ethereal manner, and I'm really drawn to that. Um, and, like, a dream role is, like, I'm obsessed with Sally Hawkins from Shape of Water. I don't know if you saw that movie. Oh, yeah, I remember, I, you know, I, this is this is weird. I, like, remember everything. I remember that when the day we were on set, someone said that you look like uh, the woman from The Shape of Water. Really? And then that's when I looked at it. Yeah. And then you said that's a huge compliment, and you said that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I love her performance I love her as an actress and she's like really interesting um she's she brings a whole like world view to that character 
um, and the fact in an expressiveness, particularly because she can't speak, she's mute in film, um, but I kind of, um, I'm, told, I'm just, as an actor, so enamored and fascinated. So a role like, kind of like that is, like, one that's here. Yeah, there's, like, something kind of, like, Delicate? I don't know if these are like the right words, but I really am drawn to that. Um, like well, maybe that, that, like, she's like doesn't have, you said she doesn't have like that, like it's all, so it's all like facial. I haven't seen the movie yeah. yet, so yeah. Yeah, a mixture of all of that, the her worldview, how, how beautiful it is, despite, you know, she has this handicap. Um, her kindness. Her, um, her courage. I guess, like, everyone must feel this way about the characters they want to play, but I, I'm, I would say that there's, like, I really am drawn to characters or actors who tend to play characters that there's, like, more of less cynicism and there's a little bit more whimsy and, um, I think like a delicate optimism. There might not be optimist, optimistic world that they're living in, but their plight is kind of to rise to the highest version mm. that they can be or that the world can be. And, and they're kind of inviting other people to that. Or like they've made a decision and something happens to them where they're and their life hasn't been great, and something in them is willing to open up a little bit, and that's, like, what the story's about. Like, so, a combination of all those things yeah, get me really excited. Like how, like how they react to the world, like, like how they yeah. react to the circumstances, not the circumstances themselves. Like, totally, yeah. totally. Like, they make a, a super courageous, positive choice for themselves, in whatever way that might be, maybe standing up for themselves, Maybe, like, the courage to just, you know, go out on a date that they, like, normally, like, probably wouldn't do. I love all that stuff. I kind of see, I in myself, like, I see a lot of preciousness and delicacy to just, like, living your day-to-day life. I don't think any of it is easy. Like, for anybody, there's so much always going on and connecting or diverting connection like we're all you know doing our best and I love characters and stories that kind of capture like the maybe the awkwardness the delicacy the preciousness preciousness of in all those interactions like someone really aware of that and I guess because I relate I relate to that um but in the show I'm going to do in New Hampshire the character I'm playing is a much more like type A personality, someone that thinks they're that they're kind of really responsible for everything and that perfected that things should turn out a certain way. Um, and they kind of represent that worldview and are really protecting that worldview in the play. Um, and so I think that's going to be really interesting, and I'm excited to explore it in a positive way. Like, at first glance and reading it, some of my initial reactions were like, geez, like, she really, like, 
is like, like she doesn't adapt. You mean argumentative? That, yeah. yeah, she just can't let go of the fact that things are going so wrong. She's so like irked by that. So I, I'm really excited to explore that and see how I can want that too. Like see why she would want that. And of course, if I were to examine myself on any certain day, I'm sure there are like countless moments of when I'm resisting what is and not going with the flow and I think this needs to be so so I'm excited to really like question myself with some of my questions some of those first glance thoughts that I had and be like you're probably not so far off from her than you think yeah I guess that's that's that could be uh interesting to like play a character that has like a different outlook or philosophy Mm -hmm. like get into their head and understand where they're coming from kind of yeah yeah that world view. I'm reading a book by Larry Moss right now, who's this amazing acting teacher um, and acting coach um, of the stars. Um, and he's been teaching acting a long time. And in his book, it's called The Intent to Live. And he brings it back to like finding the character's worldview, and that goes along with like their super objective like how they view the world and what are like the early experiences that you think shaped your character and stuff. And it's, I'm really excited to integrate more of that. So it's more like thinking like maybe if I had their life experiences, I'd think like them too kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really honoring that. And it's so great for life too, like having more, a little more compassion or even if it's not compassion because the world is complicated and like empathy uh, yeah Yeah. and even neutrality like i i wouldn't do that in that situation but i have to trust that this person was feeling that so hopeless that that's the decision they needed to make and i don't need to agree i don't need but it, it it happened and they made that choice and they, inside of them, they had a reason for making that choice. Um, that that really, uh, they really, really believed with their whole heart. It's so interesting. You can like go deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Yeah. And, you're, and you're real into like uh, like meditation and spirituality, yeah. right? Does that like tie into how you do this a bit? Or? Yeah, I'm really. Meditation is really important for me because I'm a very heady person. Um, so dropping in, dropping into my body and prioritizing more what I feel in my heart and in my gut rather than in my head and feeling my feet on the floor, the weight of my body, like wherever I am is really important for me to just stay anchored in the moment um, and not get not think my head has all the answers, but like what's awaiting there in the moment yet to be discovered really has the answers. Um, and I still, it's a day to day process of like questioning on my own mind to be like, I, I don't think I need to think about that right now. I really don't. Like I, my focus needs to uh, be here. Just let, let it go. Um, so it's a day-to-day resource I have, and some days are more successful than others of going with the flow, and 
maybe following my gut and heart on things that logically my mind would be like, why would you say no to that? You need the money. But if it doesn't, the idea of it doesn't feel good, if I'm able to, to honor that and say, no, I think I'm going to go with how I feel towards this rather than the tangible, literal gains, money or, um, you know, whatever my mind conjures up to convince me to do something. Um, So, yeah, meditation is a saving grace, even though sometimes it's the last thing I want to do and I have to be really diligent with myself to sit and be with myself for a while. <laughs> I I got to do it. And I'm so grateful because there are, there are times where it just really transforms usually my point of view on something and being less rigid about it or forgiving myself for wherever I'm at. And it just helps me let go and take a step forward. I guess that ties into what you were saying with like the just letting you know the character. If, if you wouldn't yeah. do something, you just yeah. Yeah, it all ties together. It really does. I don't. I every day I start wanting so much control, and I don't understand that. <laughs> every day I need to remind myself that no, the less you control, the more you let go. The more you'll gain, the more you'll learn. Either really, either way, like the control is such an illusion. Um, but especially artistically, like the more I want to control, the more I'll hit the marks, but I'll likely feel nothing or, or very little uh, connection will be founded. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, what ways uh, do you think you need to improve? Uh, like as an actress, in what ways have you improved? That's such a great question. I'll start uh, with the good. I think I've learned the, and really began to trust myself and to trust that my job a lot of the time is, yes, being prepared, but then throwing that away and being in the moment and really feeling my feet on the floor, looking in my partner's eyes or, you know, if I don't have a partner, creating something for myself to place my focus, um, like a, a target to put that energy to. And that this is for the whole scene or the whole whatever's happening is kind of for someone else's benefit. There's like all of this, uh, um, this is a person that has needs and those needs are rooted in my target or the other person in the scene. I used to really not understand that. And sometimes I still don't and I need to start over or I have, auditions where I just know like wow I I don't I was in there and I was a I felt like a total ham like I did not connect with my reader I didn't leave space for that I didn't prioritize that um and so I think really surrendering to those staples best I can in each new given situation I'm getting a lot 
better at and I'm not um, thinking I need to come in and really show what I can do as much. I am starting to walk in and just be and be what I think this who this person is in this moment to need what they need in that moment. From who so getting are. outside your head a bit and like like focusing because then like in having I guess relating more to what the other actors doing or the yeah. leaders doing too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like such a, it's making me think a lot about also receiving. Like I think and this is where I'll say I <laughs> it's like I might say the thing that I've gotten better at, which is, you know, freedom in the moment, um, feeling freer as an actor. It's also what I still need to keep working on because it's kind of this infinite road. And there's a, there's more and more of myself to get to know and to give myself permission to go there. Most of the time I'll read something and if the character, like, needs to cry or something, I'll be like, oh, God, forget it. I'm going to blow it. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, it's like a fear. All this fear comes up. Um, but I'm finding that with the, with the trust, with the preparation to really think about why, what is happening to who, what, where, and knowing that this person, this character is a human being, then letting all of that preparation go and just being in the moment that there's so much potential within myself always. And it's, it's waiting there for me if I give it the space yeah. and the time and I don't give up. Um, but what I still have to work on, um, is just asking more questions of myself, of, of just going deeper, the willingness to, to go deeper and, not think like not look at things as like good and bad oh I acted good here and I acted bad there to instead open myself up to the perspective more and more of like why did I feel the need to pull back and disconnect there like what what am I not maybe understanding what haven't I come to really understand yet and knowing that, like, good acting is usually, like, connection yeah. and bad acting, which, you know... So, like, understanding why the character would do something you don't necessarily, like, agree with. Like, yeah, and then being yeah, able to relate to it. And yeah, exactly, and not judging it, but just, like, asking more questions about it. That's something I need to, like, day-to-day keep pushing myself on. I, I think whatever it is, fear... Um, thinking that there's just no emotions going to be there. I think I'm like a vacant human being, and I'm like, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry when I heard that news. I just want to push it away. And I usually surprise myself when I just really stay with it, like show up for myself when I'm doing my homework about it. And if I've shown up doing my homework and sunk in and not been afraid, it can usually show up in the audition or when, if I've gotten the job on the job. Yeah, it's a very interesting push and pull. <laughs> yeah, and uh, right, I'm going to tie like the last three questions like into one cool question, one super question. 
<laughs> so, uh, like, where do you one day want to be, like, with your acting, uh, and, like, what advice do you have for future actors, and I guess, like, any final thoughts you want to say mm. like, for the podcast? Awesome, super question, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you for asking it. Yeah. My... My goal is to just become a freer and freer storyteller on stage. I want, I hope that I can be part and continue to be a part and serve like the TV film industry, the theater community and play characters that make people feel more human, um, that kind of honor humanity, like characters that have layers to them, um, and to rise to the occasion to fully embody that and those journeys. Um, I would love to tell stories with very influential people, (laughs) and in, in either of those communities, um, and even if that, whether that's musical theater, theater, TV film, um, I'm, I have like an arm and a leg in, in kind of all of those. And I'm really open to just wherever I might serve to, to show up. Um, and that's kind of like the inner goals as well as like what I, a very like vague, like, uh, description of what it looks like on the outside is like I, I the words like meaningful um, humanity um, influential like wide reaching like I, I, I really believe I can um, I can get there um, and sometimes when I think about that I'm just like but how but I I try not to think about that as much as I can and more so focus on like what are the opportunities around me now where I can show up and um, you know learn as much as possible and give as much as possible Um, and then the second tier of your question um, what advice for future actors Um, my advice would be to really get to know themselves and get to know um, their boundaries as people and their worth as people. That's been like a huge journey for me. I've had a lot of wide-ranging relationships in my life that have taught me all sorts of things and all of them have made me know that, like, oh, I'm... They kind of lead back to the same idea, which is I am responsible for looking out for myself and taking really good care of myself. That's my job and not someone else's. And it's also someone else's Mm -hmm. job and not mine. Like, Mm -hmm. And there's such beauty in that. I used to think that that was a really harsh thing. I, like, come from a super loving family, 
but I'm, I, I might say like, I, it has served me greatly to know where that line is and that like, Oh, these are, this is my life, only mine. (laughs) And I need to take that in and create the life I want day by day, choice by choice. And that has helped me so much as an actor, like in playing characters and knowing that so much in these stories, this is about people honoring themselves or not honoring themselves or looking to someone else to honor them because they don't know how to honor themselves. Like kind of like experiencing that as a person and all of these wires and, you know, things we look to other people for that we should be looking for in ourselves or, or the beauty of when like two people come together and they create something great together. But understanding those lines in between in my own life has like catapulted me into this rush when I'm doing a a play or, or playing a character because I kind of am understanding the stakes in all of that of like telling someone the truth in any way, like in your life, it can be super scary. And that's usually what's happening in a play or someone is choosing not to tell the truth and all the maybe really good reasons that they have that they're not telling the truth to the other characters in the show, like all of that. And really understanding like the consequences of both, like it just has really highlighted the humanity in stories for me. So that would be my advice to actors is like, get to know yourself. Like you are, this is your life and you get to create it. And I find the choice that thinking of everything as a choice I'm making, even if I'm choosing to not make a choice, that's still a choice. And all of that has really empowered me and it's empowered my acting, it's empowered my accountability to myself of how I'm showing up and understanding that I'm the only person that's going to make those submissions for me right now, you know, and I'm really being honest with myself. Yeah, I think that's the, that's another way to put it. That might have been much simpler. Honesty, how am I telling the truth or not telling the truth to the people around me or to myself in my life? And that's what's going on usually in the plays, the movies, the musicals that I love. And like, really, uh, it really makes me, us maybe see ourselves more in those stories when we're living life in honesty and knowing the courage that that really takes. Like being yourself. Yeah. 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 It's huge. It's so brave. (laughs) So brave. So, uh, MelanieBeck.com is where people... MelanieBeck.com, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for checking it out. Oh, yeah, no no, uh, problem, yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and doing that podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Sean. You ask such great questions, and you're such a great listener. Yeah, and you give... uh, Good answers. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank uh, you. Good to uh, talk to you again, Mike. Good talk to you, too. Yeah. Good to talk to you, too. Alrighty. That about does it for today's episode of BSing with Sean K. If you want to keep updated with future episodes, I'm on iTunes and Spotify, BSing with Sean K. And also on my blog, there's the RSS feed. 
And yeah, I know this is the first episode in a while. I've just been busy with work and other things, but I'm getting back into it now, and there will be more episodes to come soon. So catch you on the next one. Be a thing with